Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. Well, I want to start off by saying congratulations to Cassidy, who just found out that she's going to get ordained. Oh, Is it yes. September 25th? Yeah, the last Sunday of the month. So that it, it, did they tell you that date, or did you tell them what date you were available? Or? So they um, they sent out. So after you've been licensed for two years, you become eligible for ordination. Which for anyone like Cole didn't really know. So what's the difference? So ordination is just a more permanent recognition of a calling on your life for ministry. And so um, after so after two years, then they they just sent out basically a thing to everyone who became eligible about filling out like the application so you write in there um about the tiers what's got been doing and what you're feeling called and led to and your senior pastor also gets something like of the to recommend or whatever and then they would normally um they will have a ceremony of ordination for everyone you can do it at our district conferences leadership conference which happen every fall but i actually can't go because i found out like shortly after i registered for the marathon found out it was that same weekend so i'm missing the conference so then you can also choose to do it just in your local church on another sunday um so i'll be doing it like the following sunday yeah i was gonna say here. it would have been a bummer if they would have told you uh september 18th yeah so you there's yeah you can choose i think it's nice you just have to tell them like you can you ask and then they'll come so i got i put my thing in and then i got the confirmation letter so i requested that date i think it's nice though of doing it in your own church because then your your people your family gets to see you yeah for those of you out there that are sports junkies uh i'm pretty sure it's just a denominational franchise tag It's just the Foursquare Church. Fra- well, no, it's the, the, it's the Foursquare square Church franchise tagging you. You can't. Well, leave. what it really is is it, it is well, saying okay. hey, that for, um, if that's I like Foursquare, so I'm fine. I'm okay staying. It's saying that uh, their man does not ordain. They're recogni- recognizing God's call on your life. Yeah. So that's kind of the thought b- between, say, like licensing or certification as opposed to being ordained. We recognize that God has put this call to full-time ministry on your life. And some denominations, like when I was with the Assemblies of God, you have certain minimum number of times you have to preach each year and all this kind of stuff in order to maintain your licensure or your ordination. And we have to, you know, agree, like, oh, you statements of faith and, right. and um, also right. what would be like a moral code right adherence to a certain ethical code uh in your own life and um this is backward this is kind of flipping we normally would do theological topics towards the end but this kind of relates so there's some denominations in which i would not be able to be ordained simply because i'm a female and there was in some when i was first getting into ministry some interviews i was do or i spoke to some people uh one pastor who would uh, was you know, interested in um, talking more with me. But one of the things was in his denomination, he's like, you could have a certain title, but you couldn't be, or you could be licensed. I forget, but something, but you wouldn't ever be, you wouldn't be able to be ordained. And he's like, I'm not a fan of that. I'm working to, you know, have women be ordained. But um, that's certainly something in some, you know, the belief that women can't be, can't teach on a stage, can't preach to men, mainly adult males, is that belief. And it maybe so Andrew Clavin on his show a few a few episodes ago, a few weeks ago, he had a question in the mailbag about women pastors, and his response I thought was was fair because he didn't he didn't say I'm opposed to women pastors. He just said I haven't in my experience seen a woman, uh, effective woman preaching and leading a church. Um, but I mean what is his sample size because it's rare so yeah it is rare but i mean you do see god using people using women in the bible um just because i i I used to sum it up like this if you don't want women so involved in ministry well then the men ought to stop step up and do their job step up that's another thing right and i i mean my response i i get 
Clavin, I'll say like, hey, the best pastors, the best preachers and church leaders I've ever seen were men. The worst teachers and preachers I've ever heard and seen were men. Yeah. Because there's way more of them. So, of course, you're going to hear that. So I would just say, you know, just if you want to know, like, listen to me. And if you hear me say something unbiblical or leading someone astray, then bring it. Then I guess we have an issue. But if I'm saying something that's biblical and edifying to the body of Christ, then what's wrong with it? If you just let the word say what it says, you're not going to do too bad, no matter who you are. So I thought your last message was very good and your personal passion for the topic came through. And when you have a, when you're personally passionate about something that you're teaching on, it it makes a big difference. Yeah, that's something I've definitely learned and grown in. I think the biggest thing for me now when I teach is I'm still not good at wrapping up. I got to figure out endings. I always get to the end and I'm like, "Uh." like mom. Yeah, that's like mom. (laughs) Mom will be like, I'm done. You you need to. You put uh, on yeah. this have one of the Sundays have them put the little clip on the soundboard beep 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 that's all folks and and at your signal they just hit it yeah because that's yeah. that's pretty much how mom wraps up you let me know I'll clip I'll clip that and I'll send it to you <laughs> I think maybe we should just give it the Bevington banter there you, there you go <laughs> then we'll see who the listeners are because <laughs> so anyways so who wants another, to, so. who wants to talk about how note. the world is ending now oh yay. Let's move into better. No, it's not better. Worse topics. Well, I, I'd well, rather talk about Jesus. <laughs> I think that. Speaking uh, of people who need Jesus. I think the. Ep- hey, man, Glenn Beck was on fire today with uh, did you, uh, quoting all these oh, no. Western civilizations, all these phrases that people use every day and never realize that they came from Scripture. And pointing oh. pointing out how much you know our people don't our Western culture, yeah, comes from Christianity. How many of those well, saying? Maybe and, that's why. And then he just told people read your Bible. Maybe, he was telling people maybe read that's why your they're Bible. subconsciously moving Western, moving farther and far away from traditional Western culture and Western ideas. But no offense, no. don't read Glenn Beck's Bible. No, no. <laughs> yeah, not that one. Not that well, one. I mean, it's just got don't some read. Extra. Just don't. Not the additional testament. It's got some just extra don't, stuff yeah, in Yeah, leave out that well, extra. They they do. They do read the Bible, and then they right, have but they have a wrong understanding. Yeah. Then they have Jesus an additional. Is. Yeah, he really was butchering Daniel nine. Uh, I have to admit that. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyways, um, then they have an additional book to go along with the Bible. So um, I'm excited. Another testament of I'm, Jesus Christ. I'm excited that uh, Kevin Gotchel, one of our big fans, is going to be with us and preach on October 9th. He, uh, I, he's driving this big loop around the country, and I asked him if, if Jennifer, his wife, was going to be with him, and he said no, she couldn't stand to be in the car with him that long. So, anyways, but I'm I'm excited to have him here. That's going to be a lot of fun. Ooh, he's a super fan. Maybe he needs to be on. Oh, we could incorporate him if he's here on one of our uh, podcasts. Yeah, or you guys could just record a conversation there or something, go. even if, if we can't make it work. There you go. Well, yeah, I like it. Well, I think that, uh, I think we... We haven't even asked them. He's going to find out when he <laughs> listens to this. I think we should make our title today already uh, should just be basically the collapse of Europe. All right. I, you, yes, you've laid it out there pretty well so in here. There is so much, and you just don't hear, hear this. You just don't hear this. It's not, no one is talking about it. Um so here's some of the things that are going on in um, in Europe right now. They have uh, a lack of energy and a lack of food, and these are all these are tied to the energy embargoes and all the things that have been going on with the Ukraine war, as well as the green you know the green uh, movement to move away from fossil fuels. Which uh, there's a lot there's some debate now whether that's even a proper term. If that if that's even a you know, fossil fuels is even a proper term. And, and I heard somebody talking about where it was invented. That it was actually made up to make it sound like it was a scarce, um, you know, scarce product. So that because when it first people started using oil, it had no value. It was so plentiful. And so, just you know, so it was used to make a, it seem scarce because it was fossilized. It was going to it was going to run out. Yeah. So, uh, so the Gray price would go has up. has been swearing for years that yes he says i have said this forever you know they say we've hit peak oil or whatever he is convinced that 
oil, petroleum, you know, raw it's oil is a renewable resource that is created yeah. under the earth. And that's why it just basically, I mean, people don't realize we get oil spills in the ocean. And yeah, there's a huge concentrated area of oil in the ocean then. And it looks terrible and it, you know, gets things dirty. Oil is continuously spilling into the ocean from the ocean floor nonstop. Right. Way there's, more right. than gets spilled on occasion. It's just tanker. that it's more concentrated. But there's oil constantly pouring into the ocean nonstop. Yeah, and all, all the, the microbes and all the microbes in the in the all the microbes in the ocean consume it. I mean they, they break yeah. it down and consume it. Um, and that's right. why you don't see it when it's always leaking from fissures in the open in the ocean floor. So so here's a few of the things that are going on. Europe is literally going back into the dark ages. Um, so last year, only 6% of Germans heated with firewood, uh, and it's now being used to the point that there is no more firewood to burn. There's none to, I mean, to purchase. So people are now having to go out into the woods, the forest, and cut down wood to burn. This is, of course, they, they got, you know, um, they laugh when Trump told them by pinning their hopes on Russian oil, they were going to regret it. And they laughed at him and they are big time regretting it. So that's one of the things that's going on. In, so they're expecting a bad winter in Poland. People are waiting in line to buy coal. They're sleeping in their cars overnight to, to get cold so they can have this is again. These are steps backwards. There was a man that they talked to that said that he um, he was there when they were under Soviet rule. And as bad as that was, of course, because everything was very, very limited and rationed. Um, he said, this is worse. This is worse than when they were under Soviet rule. Am I allowed um, to make jokes about things that are really sad? Not yet. I can't make, well, like people in Poland are acting really bad on purpose to get on the naughty list. So Santa will bring them some coal. Bring them some coal. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's go. good. That's good. Um, um, Instead, in the UK, 70% of restaurants are expected to go under this winter due to their increased energy cost. 70%. Um, Germany is at a record cost of 700 euros. I believe it's megawatts. I can't possibly say it's megawatts. I think it's 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah. So 700 euros, and it's expected to go to a thousand. And that 700 is that right now? That's an all-time high, and it's expected to go to a thousand. Last Friday, France's France's uh, electricity went up 25 percent in one day. It's just, I mean, these are just the things that are going on here. You know, oil prices have doubled, coal prices have quadrupled, natural gas is up seven times more expensive than it was. and this is again, this is the green agenda and the oil embargo that was supposed to, you know, uh, hurt Russia in the Ukraine war. And yet Russia right now, they've got more. They're, they're just they're flushing cash. They, they've got so much more cash coming in than they've had ever because of what we've we are supposed oil embargo to hurt them and it's enriching them and everybody else is paying the price for it. And Europe is slipping into the dark ages and Russia's raking in the raking in the money and there and the ruble is up seven times higher than it was and the u.s dollar is down and uh good job joe well i i missed uh, it the, the ruble is at a seven-year high not seven times higher it's a seven-year high well europe you you laid all this out happening in europe but california is following very closely behind as we know, because Gavin Newsom literally just got it passed done right. No more. You won't be able to buy a gas powered vehicle. You have to only electric vehicles after a certain year. And then within days, 2035. Yeah. Within days said, oh, due to energy demands, don't charge your electric vehicles during these times because we can't handle it. And, and you want everyone to be on these now? Yeah. And, you know, I was mentioning this to Kate. I think that what people when you tell people that we're going to um, replace gasoline powered and diesel cars vehicles with electric you know we want to we want to phase all that out and bring online all electric vehicles they envision that we will have it'll just be like we have now you know a lot of families have two three cars we can't charge one car how do you do you really think that you're going to have all those cars that families are going to have 
multiple vehicles every when you guys were of driving age there were four of us driving we at one time had five cars yeah there were cars all over everybody had a car to drive do you know what it's going to how that's going to affect your life you're just a middle class family you got kids running all over the place they're you know they're they're juniors and seniors in high school they're going to ball practice they're going to play practice they got to stay late they got to go early mom and dad both work we need all these vehicles the, I mean, you're the not hardware. going to have four or five electric cars. The power, and if you had them, you couldn't charge them. The power running to your house won't even be able to handle that, and the hardware you'd need to charge four of those cars will cost as much as another car. Could, you, you yeah, just, you Could can't you imagine do plugging in four Teslas at a time at no. your house? No, not a chance. People don't stop and think about what they're what they're you know is being proposed and thinking it through. Well, to, yes, to but you're talking about end. people who think that electricity is magic. They're stupid people. Yeah. They don't they don't know how it works. So they do think yes, I, they're like, oh, it's it's uh, electricity is magic. They you plug something in and it's they they don't they don't know how it works, and they don't know, don't know. about upscaling electrical grids. They they don't get it. And they're never going to get it. Yeah, when you really look at, uh, I, I listened to this uh, Michael Schellenberg, Schellenberger, is that his mm-hmm. name? Um, yeah. With Megan Kelly the other day. And, you know, he talked about how, I think it was him, how people don't really realize that we have an energy shortage in this world. There's so much more that's needed. You go to a lot of places in the world and they, they can't do the things that we take so basically for granted, you know, uh, in the use of power and electricity and different you know different forms of power and that when you remove power in the gasoline powered engine that runs so much of our country this world becomes a very scary hostile threatening and even deadly place we look at it as being so civilized and convenient because we have gasoline powered energy and when that's gone this world becomes very, very different. I just think it's absurd that we think that we're going to stake our economy on the idea that, well, well, we'll conduct manufacturing and commerce and travel and all these things, hoping that the wind blows and the sun shines. It's, I just, that's absurd. I don't want to sit here and explain to everybody how all that works because that's what we do all day at work. Is try to talk people through well, electronics and troubleshooting, and they—that's the reason why I feel like I know more than most people's complete misunderstanding of electricity. They don't—they don't even know what it is. No, you're right. It—it it does seem magical and mystical to a lot of people, and and to some level, it does to me too. I'm just not so naive as to know that it's not just created; it just doesn't exist in the in the thin air, and we and we capture it. Michael Schellenberg, and he's an environmentalist. This guy's an environmentalist, and yet he admits he said this. EV and the manufacturing of these batteries and stuff, it's not what you think it is. And even green energy like wind and solar, he said envir- um, they've opposed uh, you know, EVs because it's uh, – well, no, not – he opposes the idea of all these EVs because it's going to increase mining. You know, usually they're opposed to mining. Environments are opposed to mining. EVs are going to increase mining in this world seven times over. Because of having to get all the raw the material. Batteries. That's, yeah. that's where I think you can tell the difference between... It's, it's pretty easy anymore. It's getting easier and easier to tell the difference between real environmentalists and the ESG people. It's getting a lot easier. Yeah. Because people who are real environmentalists are starting to admit that nuclear and natural gas are far right. superior to all of this green energy it's just it's not efficient and and all the all of the infrastructure you need to support the harnessing of green energy is filthy so those are that's how you can tell the people pushing the agenda versus the people who are actual environmentalists well and to process all of that all of those raw materials into these batteries is consumes massive amounts of energy for that process to take place um, he, he also said that as far as land usage, if you want to be an environmentalist, when you want to talk land usage, uh, these solar and wind and all that, it, 
takes up 300 times more land than simply like fracking, you know, a natural gas or drilling an oil well. So, so pursuing this is going to take up 300 times more land. Um, so there's just, and, and then you go, where do, where do all this come from? The lithium and the cobalt and all that. Well, a lot of it, a great deal of it comes out of China. Well, I don't want to enrich China. I don't want to give China that kind of power over us. I don't, they already make almost all of the windmills that you see being used. They make the vast, if not almost virtually 100% of the solar panels that are used. And we're going to give them this power over us too? It's crazy. And then I'm going to drive a car around that the government can track everywhere I go and everything I do. And whenever they want, they can flip the switch and turn my car off. Okay, this just, I know this is a little off, but it, the, the idea that the government can just turn your car off just made me think of, did you guys hear about the, this was a, a while back, about BMW, I think it was BMW, and the heated seats yes. in the cars, now you had to pay a subscription right. for. So it has the capability, but if you want your heated seats to work, it's not just to charge, like you pay extra to get that feature when you buy the car. You have to pay a subscription. Yeah, it was like, it was like $9 a month to get your seat heater turned on. I guess on. I'm only going to heat it in December and January. I promise you I could make that work. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I you guarantee cord, you I could right? make that I work. I know. Let me, yeah, I don't, yeah, but let me how ask simple this. would that be to get it? They're around. going to know you did it. No, they won't. Yes, they no, will. What are they going to do about it? I bought the car. I'm not talking about You put a dummy load of the same resistance inside to trick it to think that the heating coil is still in place, and then you independently power your heated seats. You could absolutely do it. I'm not I'll, talking I'll, about BMW. I'll, I'll let people come. I'm, I'll, I'm going to create that service. Bring your car to me. You pay me. I make it. One I'm, time one fee. One time fee. I make it so it work all the time. Work around. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but I'm not, I'm not talking about BMW. I'm talking about the government because they're going to have software and hardware that these car manufacturers are going to have to install. And, and, and that car is going to go to you. What are you doing, Cade? <laughs> As you start messing yes, with it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's I mean, but the fact that the fact that BMW is doing that and can do that just should tell you like that Where we're, we're not being crazy here that very much so they can have they ha- will have the ability from to just control well, what you can and And, and, and then car. they want digital currency on top of it where they can control what you can spend and where you can spend it and and So I say all this I've been ranting a lot here at the open of this Put all of these pieces together. If you can't see what's going on when you start, because all of these things that we've been talking about tie into the same thing, tyrannical control by an elite class of people in this world. Like I keep saying, they don't want the world to be run by geographic borders. They want the world segregated by class. If you can't see how all of this works towards that end, then I can't help you. And I know... Five years ago, I would have looked at this and said this was crazy, wacko stuff. But once you see it, you can't unsee it. Did you see the the just the sheer 30 pounds of lithium, 60 pounds of cobalt, 130 pounds of nickel, 90 pounds of copper, 190 pounds of graphite, and roughly 500 pounds of steel, aluminum, manganese, plastic, and other materials to make one car battery? One? Yes. Wait a minute. Yes. How is that even possible? You don't know how that car battery on a Tesla is like the whole floor of the car. Yeah. It, it weighs, yeah, like a thousand pounds. Well, clearly it must weigh like a thousand yes. pounds if you add all this. <laughs> and then it costs you as much as your car when you have to get it replaced. Yeah, it's basically the whole car. Yeah, the, the car battery is the whole floorboard of the car. I mean, that's how <sighs> big it is. I need to practice camping. I need to go camping and just practice roughing it because i feel like it's going to be life well i do think we need to really get serious this winter about getting prepped next spring to uh plant and greenhouse get a greenhouse up and that kind of stuff for sure i, I need to get one of those uh i'm gonna go to like an amish hardware store and get like some of their saws and stuff like those big two-person saws so that we can be cutting down trees and hey it's it's a little far, but I've got a uh, part of a, a plum tree offshoot that I could we could transplant into your yard. Gross. They're very delicious. <laughs> They're really good.
I am going to propose that I think that it would be best for the conservative side of the aisle if Donald Trump would just bow out and maybe even announce that he's not running for oh, yeah. president. Yeah, absolutely. I've thought that the whole time, except for when they no raided Mar-a-Lago. Then I got really mad. That was the only time they made me think I might support Trump again was when they did that, because up until then, if DeSantis chooses to run, I'm DeSantis all the way. And it absolutely would be for the best if Trump bowed out and supported somebody like that. Okay, so why do you think it's best that he bow out? What, I have my idea why. Why do you think it's, it's best he bow out? He's, I think that he's... Well, I think he's too polarizing. I think he's almost intentionally polarizing. So even if the like he has a lot of support, he, he also fires up those opposed, and he even drives away some people who would vote for a different conservative. I will say, though, even DeSantis, DeSantis is the same, except the difference is DeSantis is reason... If there's a chance for him to convince people in the middle to come to his side, DeSantis can do that a lot easier than Trump because DeSantis is a lot more reasonable with the way that he speaks, with the way he conveys things. He's way better at arguing his side, making it simple. I don't think that Trump has a chance at convincing He's everyone also, to sw- anyone to switch camps. I mean, anyone in politics has a, an element of narcissism in them, I'm sure, but DeSantis is not nearly a narcissist like donald trump is a political narcissist and that for a lot of people is uh yeah i mean for me i think we're off put. we're all saying closely the same thing trump is just too he he's too big of a target he's too easy for them to attack uh with with things that people go yeah yeah that's because th- he has a lot of negative traits so he's too easy to be legitimately attacked for his negatives and people are not sophisticated enough to separate his personal from his political policies so a lot of his political policies were very beneficial to the country but people are not sophisticated enough to separate Donald Trump the man and all of his negatives from his policies where you mentioned DeSantis DeSantis yeah they have a lot of similarities but his policies that he's been implementing so far down in Florida are much more very simple mainstream cultural things that everybody can easily understand they're not complex tax questions and health care and, and and funding in the military they're like hey don't don't pervert my kid in second grade and you know yeah and it, they're very simple for people to understand so it's not it is complicated and so i i think yeah if if trump were to come out and say I'm just letting everybody know. I'm letting you know right now so we can get this out of the way. I am not running. You would see Ron DeSantis' numbers go through the roof. Everybody would swing to DeSantis. I agree that people aren't sophisticated enough to see the difference between the political and the personal. But also, I'll say from my perspective, it would be a relief not to have to. I would I would yeah, feel I good not having to separate those because I'm definitely one of the people that holds my nose and says, you know, yeah, Trump's policies are good, but he's kind of gross sometimes. Um, it would be a relief. It would I would. It's been a long time since I voted for somebody and felt good, maybe my whole life. But I feel like if if I you know if DeSantis runs when I vote for DeSantis even if it's in a primary that's going to be the first time one of the very few times ever that I voted and felt good about who I voted for like really good. Yeah, I agree with you about Trump. I, I don't want to have I don't want him to be my option. But if he is my option, compared to you know others on the left, then I'm going to have to vote for him. Is it possible that? the Mar-a-Lago raid was simply to put the focus back on Trump, the man. Yes. I think, I think it's, I think it's completely plausible. And I, and that in turn to direct the attention away from Joe Biden. Right. Where we look at it as like, Oh, this made all the conservatives mad. And now Trump is going to be, and they're going good. Focus on Trump. We want you to focus on Trump because we can crucify him. He's so easy to attack. Course, and avert it, your eyes from, from weekend at Joe's. <laughs> from you avert your eyes from Joe Biden. Say we're going to use F-15s and napalm you if you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
We definitely that's, should talk I, about the that. The fact that also he said that is like the point of the Second Amendment. Yeah, he's like, you, yeah, you don't need guns to fight the government because we'll just blow you up with jets anyway. And we're like, exactly. Yeah, um, that's kind and of by the, the point, way, but like, that just the, goes even more to point to the reason for the Second Amendment. And you know what? Yeah. If you, a government official, are threatening me, uh, Eric Swalwell a year ago or so said that the government has nukes and it would be over instantly. Did you just threaten to nuke United States the American citizens? people? That, Here's uh, the that thing. right there just goes to show you the whole point was for us to have arms equal to the government. So, you know what? Maybe we should have some civilians that fly. Uh, by the way, Joe, the F-15 is out of commission. People don't use those yeah, anymore. Switch to F-18s or F-22s or something. You're way behind. Um, even if here's the, even if we don't, if we're never going to have that, and we're never going to have nukes, even if you could, like, we could get all of our, our arms out and you could, yeah, wipe us out with bombs and nukes and jets. But the thing is, it's at least supposed to make you think twice at the cost that that would cause the amount of people that would die in such an instant in such an incident is astronomical it's supposed to be a measured like okay maybe we would have no chance of winning if they were really willing to go to those measures but to go to those measures you got to get people that are willing to pull the trigger and push the buttons also that yeah people who are willing to uh, unload those on American citizens. I, that's one thing I've been thinking about this. When he brought this up, um, he, it would be very difficult for a civilian, civilians to organize and, and form against the government because technology has made the surveillance state so good, they're going to know everything that's going on. It'd be, so it'd be really difficult to organize. The way that this gets turned around is, yeah, trying to get voting laws under control and do elections properly, but also that people within these organizations, people within the military, people within the DOJ, people within the State Department, the FBI, all these places, they all have to start standing up and going, we're not doing this anymore. We're not going to violate the Constitution in our in our moral conscious any longer we're, we're not good that's that's what would be the biggest impact that i can think of that would begin to turn this kind of thing around it's i mean it's also at the same time though with a little bit of truth that yeah it'd be difficult to you know defend yourself against someone that has tanks and jets and other aircraft and things yeah. um the Viet Cong did a done. pretty good job the Taliban yeah. did a pretty good job. Um, yeah, now, it's been done. That may be because we weren't going 100%. And also, I guess, I think to myself, make no mistake, if it was us, they'd be going 100%. So they'd fight us way harder than they fought the Taliban, without a doubt. That's really unfortunate. Because we're far more of a threat to them than the Taliban is. Yeah. Way true. more. They'd go 100%. Yeah. When Trump was in it's office, home, yeah. when Trump was in office and we went after uh, ISIS, who had been giving the Obama-era military an issue, as soon as Trump was there and he said, hey, give them the military everything they want, we crushed them. ISIS was gone o- overnight. So I, maybe they if they I, could crush us if they were... If I were running for, gov- for some kind of political office, I would be stressing such basic constitutional ideas would be my platform folks we live in a nation of the consent of the governed this is you know we don't consent to a lot of these things the 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 government is acting tyrannical this is not no longer the consent of the governed and all those things i opened the show with they point towards this idea of wanting tyrannical control over us but here's another one. This last bill that passed this supposed Inflation Reduction Act that, you know, that funded 87,000 new IRS employees and all that. I saw this number come out. Um, $46 billion in that bill was for the purpose of enforcement of government regulations. Okay. IRS audits and all these kind of things. $46 billion. $3.2 billion were for services to the citizens. So tell me which is more important, enforcing their dictatorial mandates on you 
or serving you? $46 billion to $3.2 billion. I do not like those numbers. <laughs> Again, once you start seeing this stuff, you can't unsee it. You start seeing where they're doing it everywhere. You got to change subjects. I'm about to get real threatening. Yeah, okay. Well, I will say this. I, I'm, oh. I'm on a, I'm definitely, if I haven't been on a list up to now, I'm definitely on one now. Um, You've been I on a list the whole Axe, time. <laughs> I signed this Acts 529 thing. So I'm definitely on a list now. Oh, yeah. You're going to tell them what yeah. it is? Yeah, Acts 529. You can go to a site uh, called acts529.com without the colon. Um, and it's a, a site for pastors to sign and say, we will not comply when you come to shut down our churches again. Because it's, and they stayed out. They lay out very, like the argument why it's Constitutionally not why it's and, not, yeah. It's also yeah, not biblical. It's also disobedient. There's also a lot of, yeah. And they point that out too, Hebrews 520, or 925. 1025. We've talked about, I've brought stories before about uh, euthanasia and doctor-assisted suicides. We talked about the sarcopods uh, in Scandinavian countries, but, and, and we've said it's now where basically it's like on demand, euthanasia on demand. There's not really a lot of uh, qualifications and how people the slope what does this lead to the next step is where we are now offering it to you when you don't come to us we're going to come to you and bring it to you and offer it and suggest it we are there people canada has the most relaxed euthanasia laws in the world really and they have moved from where their original bill was passed that you just had to have or they made an adjustment basically you have to have you know an illness a at a long-term illness basically okay well we have i have several stories i'm gonna link but disturbing stories about people uh so one guy who um had a history alan nichols had a history of depression and other medical issues and was previously in the hospitalized over fears that he would be might be suicidal and ask and <laughs> and so fast forward and um, he also had medical issues and he um, ended up a couple years later going through with doctor assisted euthanasia this man was suicidal so clearly he's not in his right mind his family is uh, outraged saying someone needs to be held responsible he wasn't coherent um he wasn't wearing his cochlear implant that helped him hear when the staff, hospital staffers were uh, helping him with him, helping him request euthanasia. His family said, you know, so his family has said basically a quote. Alan was basically put to death. They're like someone needs to be held responsible. There was also things where uh, it, it came up to the cost of his care was a factor in this uh, decision. Yeah, socialized from, medicine is going to get you. Yeah, Exactly. Okay, another story. Uh, a man in British Columbia with ALS chose medical-assisted suicide, medical-assisted death, after years of struggling to fund his 24-hour care. So he needed care at home, like 24 hours care, in order to live and stay with his family. He has a family. And the government basically got to a point where they said they're no longer going to provide him that in home care and so he was given the decision to basically have to leave his family and be you know an institution or choose death so he chose death so that's basically that that's happened. basically them saying hey have you ever thought of killing yourself yeah yeah instead of door okay. they used to have door-to-door -door life insurance salesmen back when i was a kid now they have door-to-door -door death salesmen Okay, I've got two more. We're only halfway done here. Here's another story. A Canadian soldier suffering with PTSD was offered euthanasia by Canadian Veterans Affairs. He called the VA looking for help because he had PTSD. He was looking for care, and the person he was speaking to, totally unprompted, he never brought it up, they brought up the option. Well, have you considered... For PTSD, their suggestion to him, have you considered euthanasia? He was appalled, oh felt totally betrayed because he was seeking help because he wanted to lit to, hey, can you help me, you know, live, live a better life. And they said, no, but we can kill you. That's, okay. Yep. All right. That's we how you create terrorists. You talk about domestic terrorism. You're creating domestic terrorism. 
someone that we trained how to fight and kill people, they want to live. Let's recommend that we kill them. You're going to get bombed. And you kind of and you and you kind of asked for it. <laughs> I mean, that's a I I would go Nope. We're back to the threatening me. I got to All right, I got another one. <laughs> Before you get too far, a mother says doctor brought up assisted suicide option with her sick daughter when her sick daughter was in earshot. And also, (laughs) this is so bad, told her, the mother, that she was being selfish. I'd kill them. For not considering that as an option because i guess because of her daughter's state of being and like quality of life but who are you to say the doctors told her that she was being selfish yeah they're now offering um assisted suicide for what they call mature minors in canada well the whole point of being a minor is you do not have the ability to make those types of decisions you can't you can't exercise you know um free choice in that because you're not you're not mature enough to make those kinds of decisions yeah this is a staggering number three percent of deaths in canada now are suicide three percent that's a huge number of people to die by suicide and how many of those are i I don't know that don't yeah but what's the difference yeah what's the difference between yeah. well, you go, you know, right, if you right. just hang yourself, decide, no, if you just do it on no, your own, or you go the to the fir- hospital and they do it the for you. The first guy you talked about, I mean, that he ended up having he was a, suicidal. He was suicidal. So yeah, I mean, that was his method. Tw- you, know, you know how 20, when they ask what, you, twenty nine, twenty eight cents for a nine millimeter, way cheaper know, than what they did to him. You know when you're supposed to, when you're talking with someone trying to figure out if they're suicidal, and the questions you're supposed to go through, where are you know, have you are have you considered taking your life? And then, oh, have you thought about how you would do it? And then, do you have the means? Well, now the question is, have you thought about how you would do it? People can say, yeah, I'll just go to the hospital. Let's do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up, Kate, like the socialized medicine aspect of this. I, I just heard. The cost. That was the cost. one. Yeah. They didn't want to pay for yeah, that you're guy's a burden home to care. society. Right. But in the UK, I just heard they have over 17 million people. You know, they have socialized medicine. Over 17 million people either need surgeries or in need of follow-up after after surgical care, and they can't and they're not getting it. They're just on a waiting list. Yeah, they need over care 17 after the million because they're doing them so fast to get everyone through. They're probably all wrong. That's just yeah. I'm holding a what, pen. That's what socialized medicine is going to get you. And the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a loss of limb, but never, never addition, addition of, limb. of limb. It's. I think that that number, and I, I, I can't swear. That, I think that number is like one in five British people. I mean, it, you are know, waiting for a surgery. Yeah, are either yeah. waiting or needing follow up care. Yeah. Is it all so. medical, or is any of it dental? Because it would make sense <laughs> if like half of it was dental. <laughs> no, they don't so, care about that. They need to get there. I need to get my wooden teeth fixed. We'll just go over to the carpenter. Yeah, what is that? Why are you coming here? Why Why is there a stigma or stereotype of... Because British people have terrible teeth. Yeah, wh- why? I don't know. Well, That's just a weird At some point, it, 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 it's genetic. I mean, it's just... and mm. I mean, come on. They, they marry other Brits. So it's not like their teeth are going to start so straightening out like all of a sudden. there's just like a bad teeth gene going around? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> They make a vaccine well, for that. Your saliva, your saliva has a huge part, and that can be a genetic well, thing of you developing, like cavities, but not, not cavities the straightness. Not. But their their teeth are just crooked. Yeah, that's true. That is genetic. You're right. Like the jaw. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. The so jaw I guess shape. Callie went to the dentist today. All right. Yeah. Oh, has she been before? No. Uh, Courtney said yeah. she was a trooper, but but she also said they gave her laughing gas. Gave her. Well, gas yeah, because they gave her. Uh, they, they had to fill a cavity. Oh, they did. Yeah. So that's why she was so chill. <laughs> chill, so you ever Man, seen she it? came. She came. They came back this morning, and she walked in, and I'm just looking. at her, I was like, I swear, you grew three inches overnight. Oh my gosh, she is just so growing up. She, I well, do not like it. She complains <laughs> constantly about the backs of her knees hurting. So oh, I just think yeah. she's she is growing like crazy. 
Yeah. How, how much? How much bigger is she than than uh, Xander, who's way three, two and a half hours older than her? Way bigger. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's just way way, a lot taller. That's interesting because we've always thought that she was Courtney on the outside, but I wonder if Courtney grew and then stopped. I wonder if she grew fast and stopped. Or hey, speaking of which, I've been at the doctor twice recently, and I measured 5'10 dead on both times. So there. I've been 5'10 since 8th grade, every time I've ever been measured, and you guys say I'm shrinking. Then we must be growing still? Maybe. Maybe. Um, what, though, were you... Maybe were you specifically trying to stand very erect? Well, I stand straight. Yeah, I mean, Maybe I, I made an effort to stand because well, I do probably slouch more because I my my back, my back is getting more curved, my spine. So, hey, did you guys see this Project Veritas video of this elementary assistant principal saying that they yeah. wouldn't hire Catholics or or conservatives? Yeah. Yeah. And he has a whole question regimen to identify them without asking anything political or personal. He has, you know, questions to weed them out. I was glad to see that he was suspended immediately upon finding when the school district found out about this. He was quite proud, though. You know what? I'm actually okay. fine with that if you let me do it, too. I get to discriminate based on political affiliation also. No one would get hired on either side of the so, aisle. Yeah, sure they would. They would get hired with like-minded people. You know what, actually? No, because the majority of people doing the hiring, they don't want... If they were politically uh, biasing towards hirees, I'm pretty sure they'd hire a bunch of conservatives that actually want to work. Speaking of, though, you said this guy got let go for saying he wouldn't hire certain people. He got suspended. Okay, okay. Well, Pfizer just offered a breakthrough fellowship program that explicitly excludes whites and Asian white and Asian applicants. So how is that? Oh, there was like that uh, banking well, thing for your house too, like 0% down for black people or something, like black and Hispanic, but it right. doesn't you don't no, qualify for the financial Whites need not apply. Yeah. No down, no closing cost. Uh, I am glad to see that there is a suit being brought on on behalf of a teachers union or something, um, on that. Uh, is it Wisconsin or was it Minnesota? Minnesota they had it in a part of their contract. Yes, that the first people laid off and fired would be, would be white. They teachers. have to jump over so there tenure. There is a suit being brought. It's part of like reparations, and they have to jump over tenure to fire. Uh, they they can't fire teachers of color first they have to f they have to fire the white teachers first it was part of their union deal contract yeah <laughs> so i'm glad to see somebody's bringing suit on that did you see uh, in missouri this school that is um wanting is going to in reinstitute corporal punishment yes i i have to say i'm not opposed to the concept of corporal punishment Given my feelings of the public education system, I don't think I would let these people yeah, spank my child. No, when you guys knew a little bit more personally our teachers and our private schools and stuff, you knew them well enough that you knew they had that under control. If they were going to use corporal punishment, because they definitely had like paddles and stuff in their office. Um and if they had to use it, I feel like there are certain instances they where call, you trust them. They would them. call first, yeah. the parent, and yeah. I'm going to beat right. your kid. I heard someone <laughs> wrote in to one of the shows and said, my kid's school actually ha also has this already in place, and it's a last resort situation. It's not done in front of, like, it's done in the, by more like the principal in the office, and there's a witness to make sure that they don't go too far. They call the parents first. And I'm like, okay, but why wouldn't I just, as the parent, say, no, let me do it. Yeah, I'll, let be, me handle I'll be there it. in 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. Now that I, well, I heard uh, say that the person delivering this bank has to be somebody that's not involved in the situation, so that there's no, you know, anger or frustration or so they don't hit just too yeah just, too hard out of being yeah. too emotional. Yeah. But yeah, it's like yeah, if the parents would took care of the discipline, hmm. then I it, it maybe wouldn't be as. I mean, I got spankings regularly as a child. I never was spanked in school. No, I wasn't either. So, Even though it was an option. At the schools because, that we went to, it was an option. Yeah, and yeah. we never did. I mean, because of the discipline I got at home, I never dreamed of being so 
out of hand at school that I would get spanked. That's true. Like, I was... I certainly didn't listen or do my schoolwork, but I was never blatantly disrespectful. I couldn't even right. imagine being that way, so that's right. probably why. There yeah, were kids were, that were, yeah. though. Did you guys uh, see the video of the man shooting through the door at the guy who's... Oh, yeah, that okay, was in so Sydney. That was in Sydney, Sydney, Ohio. Okay. Well, so this 22-year-old... No, 22-year-old okay. guy, ex-boyfriend or something, is banging on the door and wanting his, his ex-girlfriend to let him in, and the door's locked, and he's banging on, he's going to break it. He's, like, trying to break it down. And the father of the girls tells him, he's like, I've got a gun. And the guy keeps banging, bashing into the door, trying to break it down. And the, and the guy shoots through the door and it kills the guy. Um, let me just start by saying this. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't shoot. I, I'm not against the man's right to defend his home and his daughter, but you don't shoot through oh, a door no, that's no. still locked. He didn't locked. shoot through the door. Yes, no, he, he did. Waited. He shot when he breached the door. I watched the video. Those shots came through the door. Well, it may have been through the door, but he they say that he didn't shoot until the the door was broken. So the door maybe well, wasn't open all the way, but he had open. breached the door. The the, the, well, the door frame had broken. He had broken the door frame because police filed no charges and it is illegal to fire your gun through the door. Like they would have charged him. Um, well, the door started okay. to break and then he shot. I didn't hear all that. Sorry. I just watched the video and in the video, those rounds come through the door. Yeah, but his last shoulder um, hit, you can hear okay. the door break. Well, I'm glad to hear and that. And then he shot because, and he didn't get any charges. Because my thought was that guy's got trouble because you can't just shoot through a door no, like and, that. No, and in all honesty, I read some more of the story and the girl says in the video, you can't hear her. I couldn't hear her, but they said there was recording of her saying, is he trying to kill me to her dad? And then after he shot, she said, um, it, it's OK. It's OK. You had no choice. He was going to kill me. And by the way, that was a 9000 level IQ statement to make on camera right when it happened, because that is yeah. open and closed for any lawyer that has to defend them for the fact that she said those things absolutely proves in the moment that she was in fear for her life. So that's open and closed. Did they call nine one one? I don't know if they had time. Do you know? I don't know if they had time. I mean, from well, the, from the he time was, he walks up to the, the door, video. it takes he a minute. Banging on, he was beating on the door. Yeah. It's a minute. You got time to call 911 on your cell phone. You don't really think about that. You you, you should probably address the potential okay, threat coming just, through your door before you call. Okay. Dad did that. The daughter yeah. or mom or whoever could be calling 911. Maybe they did. I don't know. Please retreat. To a good place of your in your home where you can cover somebody's entry, call nine one one. Don't shoot through the door. When the guy steps into the space that he's and, and you can see him and he's threatening you, then shoot. If him. it's happening all that fast, if it's happening all that fast, and you you did have a daughter inside and you did have a wife inside, um, disagree. Guard the front door. Yell out verbal commands. Guard the front door. He comes okay, to the front can, door, yeah, you're going to shoot and him. And I don't have a problem with that, but I can shoot yeah, him. when the door opens, room. I can shoot him. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's fine. Back up, guard the front but, door. When he comes through the front door, then you shoot him. But the idea of you have a place in your house that you can reasonably kind of retreat to. Yeah, but you have no duty um, to retreat in Ohio. I know that, like, but what I'm saying, law. it gives, if you've called 911, it may buy you a few minutes for the police to get there and you don't have to shoot somebody. And I, I and I'm I would rather not. I mean, I'm I wouldn't hesitate to do it if I had to, but I'd rather not. Let's say the door wasn't so strong. I mean, he could make it through in thirty seconds. I'm not going to take the time yeah. to say you go in this room, you go in this room, make sure I've gathered everyone. I'm not doing that. I'm watching the door. I might tell other people, hey, go into that other room, but I'm not. Do 
the whole idea that people are now talking that like forty uh, percent of people think there's gonna there could be a, a a civil war in our country in the next ten years. What would trigger it? And I so I had this thought: if they handcuff and frog march Donald Trump, or if they handcuffed and frog march Tucker Carlson, which one is more likely to set off a response? Donald Trump. I think Trump. You think so? Yeah, I actually don't. I actually don't. I do <laughs> because because Tucker Carlson is just a guy, and the only th- power he's got is his words. Yes, yeah. I think a lot of people. And I think a lot of people understand that I, all no, this guy I has got is what he's. People would be like, Tuck, who's Tucker Tucker Carlson. Uh, a Tucker lot of American diehards. Yeah, Carlson. Tucker Carlson diehards are a little bit more intelligent, and there's a lot of people in the Trump camp. That are going to well, be shooting within well, five true. minutes. <laughs> that's true. What about any other celebrity, like you know, uh, uh, commentators like a uh, uh, Bongino or? Because those guys, I'm telling you, the day if they can get away with it, there's a day the government will try, will absolutely shut those people down. I would honestly, I would have to see if they went after anyone at the Daily Wire. That would be the people. Would. No, Dan Bongino would definitely be a problem for me. Like, just because I, of his following. Yeah, I'm not going to go the type of people. I'm not going to go full on shooting anybody but wherever he's being kept or wherever he's being you know trial um i'm going there and i would hope that a large crowd would show up too because it's a hundred percent the type of people arrest. that i would not want after me how about joe rogan all his diehards well, he, would be you're right no you're they'd right. Be he was too another guy i thought of what about joe rogan would people no they'd be too to chilled out they'd be like oh i, I don't know Joe Rogan's got I don't too think many people from different sides. Joe Rogan has right. too many fans that are centrists. No, that I agree. No. He, he would not. He would not get no, that reaction. He's too in the middle. I have a, I have a question. Why, why aren't there? Why aren't they holding demonstrations, um, protests, uh, outside of the FBI headquarters? Because people, everybody would be arrested. You'd have to make sure that you had enough people there, like a lot. Yeah, but w- w- why? Because on the what ground would turn it into January sixth yeah. all over but again? What, on what? And that's why people aren't. You're right, but but I don't legally. Why would you say you can't protest in front of the FBI headquarters, but you can protest in, at at Supreme Court justices' homes? Because well, they, they, they don't make care the rules. About, that doesn't matter to them. Yeah. Did you see where uh, I just saw a video of a guy, um, some cops show up to um, kick this guy off of public property and he basically teaches them the law. You can't kick me off public property if I'm not yeah, breaking the law. Unless the I've violated the law, you can't you. kick me. Yeah, and they finally if did you go to do these things. get instructed that, yeah, no, you can't kick him off of public property. Well, the FBI building, if you're off of an in, on public property, what are they going to? The very what, what can re- they do? the very reason why you would be protesting the FBI and the DOJ in general is because they adhere to no rules. So yeah, I know. it's right. it's kind know. of a catch twenty two. It'd be like, well, do I expect them to not arrest me for practicing my rights? No, because that's why I'm here protesting them. So you can't think that they're breaking all the rules and at the same time expect them to follow the rules. Yeah, it doesn't make I sense. It. I get it, but it's but still, it's just it's frustrating to think that that's the case that, that we live under. You can protest in front of a Supreme Court's justice's home, but you can't in front of the FBI building. Mom had a dream Tuesday night. Woke up in the morning, told me she goes, "I finally had a dream where you just went over the line," and she and I and. She told me we were at some amusement park and we had a water ride or something and I didn't want to get my shorts wet. And so I just like took all my clothes off and I was naked. And my response was, did I look good? Um, so anyways, that was kind of that. And then like 15 that's hours. How she, that's how her subconscious thinks you're going to go over the line. Yeah. Yeah. So 15 <laughs> hours later, she, she brings it up again. Only this time it's like she starts getting annoyed and like angry with me. Oh. I'm like. I'm like, Judy, you, you realize this was a dream, right? And it was your dream that I had nothing to do with this. It wasn't real. And she kind of then was like, oh, yeah. But it was like she was what? getting all mad and annoyed at me over her dream there's, about there's me that actually I had a lot nothing of depth to here do with. Because that's very much also the way that we do get angry at people because of the way that even real things they do. The, the way, way that perceive we perceive it. them. Yeah. And that's not at all what happened if we just communicate. Yeah. 
I just thought it was funny. It's like you you do realize, honey, this this was a dream, your dream. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't me, but uh, also I just, in, I just wanted to know if I looked good naked. That's also all I in today's about. day and age. Number one, dad's not going to be at an amusement park, and number two, that's, that's not how he's going over the line. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It'll <laughs> it's going to involve like claymores and a like a headband <laughs> and an M16 blaring fortunate son on the speakers Band- saying Bandoleros. come get me. <laughs>